The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is the one of whom I said, A man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. Amen. My dear friends, every once in a while in the gospel for Sunday, we get a line from the scripture that can illuminate and explicate what it is we're doing here at Mass. It can help shed light on what we're doing. And today we get a line that each of us, we say it three times during the Mass, and you hear the priest say it one time during the Mass. So that's four times at every Mass we hear this phrase, and we even say it three times. And that tells me it's important, right? And sometimes at Mass, we, we just say things. We don't always tune in to what we're saying. You know, we've said them a hundred times or a thousand times or a million times. And we don't always, it doesn't, we sometimes just say things without thinking about it. And that's just part of human nature. I'm not criticizing for that. So every once in a while, it's good for us to sink our teeth into what it is we are saying and doing and pay a little bit better attention to what we're doing. Maybe you've guessed the line already, but it's, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You hear the priest say that at communion time, and then we ourselves, we say it uh, three times. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You know, and that's a quote from John the Baptist. That's one thing that's so important. Jesus says, you know, John the Baptist is the greatest of all saints born of women. Born of a woman is John the Baptist. He's so great and so good for us and so good to be in relationship with that he's even quoted in the Mass. We even celebrate his birthday. He's the only saint where we celebrate his birthday. 
We celebrate the birthday of Jesus and Mary and John the Baptist. Just to get an idea how great, I'm just inviting you to that because if you don't have John the Baptist in your life as a friend, I encourage you to develop that relationship this year and get to know him even better and bring him into the concerns of your life where he is a very powerful intercessor for us in heaven. So John the Baptist, and that's his quote, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So let's look at that. So behold just means to see, notice, pay attention. That's easy. The Lamb of God. The Lamb of God. So every year of their life, the Jewish people had to bring a lamb to the temple to be sacrificed by the priest. This Lamb of God. This lamb had to be sacrificed by the priest and then taken home and eaten at the family dinner. And this all points to what happens to Jesus during Holy Week, during his being led to the sacrifice on the cross. So this lamb points to Jesus in that it had to be a male lamb. It had to be a lamb that is one year old or in the flower of its youth. Jesus was in the flower of his youth. Jesus was a man. It had to be, um, it also had to be unblemished. There couldn't be anything wrong with that lamb. The ancient people knew that and taught that to us that we give God our best. We don't give him our leftovers. We don't give God what's defective. We give God our best. It had to be an unblemished lamb in the flower of its youth, one year old. And of course, Jesus was with unblemished. He was like us in all things but sin. So that phrase, all the phrase lamb points to Jesus. And then lamb of God, it points to Jesus again. Because it takes us back to the scene of Abraham and Isaac. When God asked Abraham, the father asked Abraham to sacrifice his son to him on Mount Moriah. And uh, Abraham was taking Isaac up the mountain. Isaac says, wait a minute, Dad. Where's the lamb? What are we going to sacrifice up there? Where's that lamb? We need the lamb. And Abraham says, you know, God will provide. God, don't worry, God will provide a lamb. In Latin, Deus provobit. God will provide, don't worry. And then when they got up there, Isaac realized that he was the sacrifice. Remember, he's about 14 years old at this time, so it's not like Abraham wrestled him to the ground and tied him up. Isaac participated in this and went to lay down to list to be obedient to his father, to give his life as a sacrifice to God. But then God prevented it. Right? He said, Abraham, don't do it. Abraham, wait. And then, so Abraham was willing to give his only son. God did not allow it. But then God gives us his only son. God provided the sacrifice. God, so for, from Abraham to Jesus, thousands of years, they're sacrificing this lamb. They're giving it to God. And then we were waiting. When's God going to provide the lamb? When's God going to provide the sacrifice for us? And that's why when John the Baptist sees Jesus and those thousands of lambs that were on the banks of the Jordan, right? He sees Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God, the one who's going to come and set us free, the one who is going to redeem us, the one who is going to deliver us from the power of the evil one, the sacrifice of God. And then, of course, it goes on. He takes away the sins of the world. So this 
this part of the <laughs> this part of the line points us back to Exodus when the people left Egypt you know the Passover so the God the Pharaoh would not let the people go God sent finally the last plague the angel of death came in and took all the firstborn children from Egypt and the way that they had to uh, get away from that was to take a lamb again kill the lamb put the blood over the doorpost so the angel would pass over the house and then eat the lamb and that, again that all points to Jesus and it all points to what we're doing here today because Jesus is the Lamb of God and we don't just put blood over our door we take Jesus's blood and body into our own body and that precious blood of Jesus and that body of Jesus comes into us and he is and, he, and that delivers us from the power of the devil that delivers us from eternal death and gives us eternal life and that delivers us from being enslaved like the people of Egypt were we can get enslaved to sin or we can get enslaved to out-of-control emotions or we can get enslaved to uh, the bad thinking in this world there's lots of ways we can get enslaved and bound up by this world and Jesus has come to free us from all of that so that point of the mass all that's going on I can't even there's more but I can't keep going at that part of the mass all these things are being presented to us and by Jesus entering into our body and into our soul and into our lives we also enter into his and we enter into all these events the crucifixion of Jesus the resurrection of Jesus the, these covenants that are being pointed to that's the resurrection praise God we at this point of the mass when we receive the Lord we enter into that and it enters into us because Jesus is here he is here he is here to free you of your sins he is here to heal you he is here to deliver you from the power of the Satan he is here at every Mass. It's Jesus who comes. So that part of the Mass, behold the Lamb of God. We are recognizing that, and we are opening our heart. We're opening our soul. We're opening our very selves that we may receive all of those things that Jesus has for us at every Mass.